responsibilities. You're alone. Uh, there is always a solution on the court. You fight to find a solution. And what is life? Problems and finding solutions. And and I think uh, that's the biggest lesson <laughs> for anybody. On the occasion of the first IMG Future Stars tournament, hosted by Tatoi Club and IMG Tennis, we are honored to welcome our special guest for today's Tea Talks episode, the tournament director, Mr. Marcos Pagdatis, one of the most talented tennis players from the decade of the 2000s, a Grand Slam finalist, a former top eight tennis player, and more than just a truly unique athlete, a role model whose strength and influence reach far beyond the physical confines of a tennis court. I've overheard so many people saying that whenever they think of the Australian Open of 2006, they think of you even more so than Roger Federer, who won the title. You were, they say, the defining image of the tournament. What was the biggest lesson you've learned at the tender age of 20? Yeah, I mean, the biggest lesson, I guess, was, um, you know, uh, getting the experience of, you know, uh, becoming uh, an open, uh, Australian Open finalist. And, uh, you know, your life changes from one moment to the next just because uh, uh, you won um, basically a fourth round match against Andy Roddick. Uh, from that day onwards, everything changed for me. And... Um, Yeah, I just uh, uh, had the right people around me to teach me to stay humble and stay the person I am. And uh, yeah, just uh, learning that was uh, was very important for me and uh, as a person. And uh, and uh, and that's what you know. Growing, I mean, having kids, having a family. That's what I want to you know teach my my, my kids. And uh, and yeah, it's a blessing to have learned that at a very young age. So uh, after your success at the Grand Slams, lots of kids in Cyprus began to pick up a racket. Uh, what's your motivation since you retired and in regards with the development of young tennis players in Cyprus? Yeah, um, first of all, uh, I want to say that it was one of the proudest um, thing that I always say that I brought kids onto a tennis court. Uh, kids uh, from you know from that uh, day of uh, being me being a Grand Slam final and knowing I mean that so many kids you know took a racket and and were start playing tennis that has never been a thing in Cyprus right it started with you I mean yes uh, tennis was exist in Cyprus but not at this level you know from one day to another yeah uh, everybody wanted to play tennis. So many kids uh, went to clubs and um, and registered to become members and and even the clubs. You know, I, I remember growing up in in a club. Uh, uh, each club had one coach. Now the club that I I I, I grew up in and they had one go- coach when I was younger. After that Australian Open 2006, now they have like eight coaches, which is you know uh, it's a huge it's difference. a huge difference and. Um, And yeah, I always said that I'm, I'm I'm so proud of that, and you know, bringing so much joy to to kids and and people and uh, energy uh, and pushing kids towards sports itself, not just tennis, but sports and and showing uh, uh, 
a bit the way of uh, of believing uh, you know we are as a small country if you believe you can do it you know and uh, mm, and i think that was uh, i mean that is one of the proudest thing that i am is there a particular project that you're working on together with your wife or, or am i wrong uh, I mean, is it something you're doing yeah we we, we are trying we tried with the federation we tried with some clubs in cyprus and mm-hmm. we are still trying to to find the best way to to be able to you know to help to work to spread uh, the word yeah uh, uh, yeah to start working with young kids you mm-hmm. know uh, basically our goal our goal is you know to show them uh, to 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 guide the parents guide the families guide the the, the kids uh, of taking the right decisions because you know at the end of the day it's not about what talent you have it's not about you know just how hard you work it's doing the right things yeah. the right work and uh, and with our experience let's say uh, and uh, and still i me and my wife we want to learn so much that uh, we are doing an ITF course next week actually which is about what about learning uh, learning about coaching and uh, about the men- them mental side of the kids and oh. you know so we want to learn we want to be the best uh, that we can and and um, we want to uh, slowly slowly start working with i mean kids around the world in Cyprus and uh, yeah just uh, improving ourselves will make him others improve at the same time i guess a world class event is being held in athens from tatoy club and img the img future stars tournament gathering uh, the future stars of the game while offering a holistic educational and cultural experience to prepare young players that is children under 12 parents and coaches for the professional tour right yes you're the tournament director mm-hmm. What is the impact of IMG Future Stars and what does it mean to host and create such a lasting legacy in Greece as far as competition? I mean, the the, the goal and uh, the goal of uh, IMG, Tatoi and myself, of course, is to prepare the future stars. <laughs> so uh, we see here some great tennis, some great athletes, some great players that know how to, I mean, kids, I cannot even call them players, kids that, you know, can play really nice tennis. And our goal is to, like I said, guide them, uh, find ways to help them uh, in, in with our experience and, uh, uh, and uh, bringing like master classes like Piatti coaches, great coaches, having the kids watch the exhibition match against uh, with Alcaraz and uh, Hurtzak mm-hmm. having having an environment in let's say 8 to 10 days time for the kids being here learning so much giving giving them so much information uh, to learn from the future and the goal is just to you know help this future uh, players or kids and and prepare them for the future to be ready I'm asking you as far as the competition is concerned because I uh, watched some of your interviews uh, where you were stressing the fact that the one of the reasons why you left Cyprus was because there was no competition. Mm-hmm. Yes, of course, and the competition side it's always good to uh, to to invite I mean to to go to different countries, different see different yeah. cultures, speak with different kids and also compete against different kids from different countries 
and um, I think by by competing, by winning, losing, you you learn things and uh, you you improve sure. naturally. Of course, this is another another great reason for this event and uh, and. Uh, yeah, that's, uh, what, that's the what, goal. What is your overall experience uh, so far at the Toy Club? Uh, to be honest, it's the best club I've ever been to. Wow. <laughs> uh, and I, I visit a lot of uh, tennis clubs and country clubs. I think I think it's the most beautiful, most calm, most like uh, you, you like uh, how could, like foresty let's say mm-hmm. you're in the, you feel like you're in a tennis club middle of forest but you, you 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 can relax and enjoy and like it's been what like 7 days I'm here and I I whenever we went yesterday to Athens in the traffic and I was like <laughs> what's going on like it's been a long time I didn't see this you know and it's like you know it, it, it's a quiet area where I I just love it. Honestly, you're, you're not you're not a city mouse, right? Uh, no, I even live uh, far from the city. We we live with my wife. Uh. I understand. You played your first junior match in September 1998 uh, at the age of 14. What has been the biggest change in tennis since then, as far as the everyday struggles of a young tennis player? Um, I heard you saying in an interview that, for example, academies were different back then. <laughs> Definitely, academies were different. Like uh, when I went to France at the Bobrette Tennis Academy. When was that? Uh, in 2000, mm-hmm. 1998, I was 12 years old. Ah, But yeah, in 2000, yeah, I was 14. Yeah. yeah, but I left when I was 14, okay. 14 and a half. Anyway, uh, maybe not important, but uh, yeah, I, I left, I went to Paris and, uh, you know, uh, the academy back then, they didn't have dorms, like rooms yeah, in you, the academy. Yeah, you, you were staying in some family. Yes, in a family. We d- they didn't have school, the on, no online school, no nothing, no school at the academy. It was only in French, which I didn't know French. Uh, so, yeah, I, I had to every morning take the bus, then the metro, then the bus again to get to the academy. So I needed like an hour and a half to get there. Um, so it was a completely different uh, setup, different, um, different how you say? Uh, environment. Environment, different life, I guess. Uh, it was, I had to learn the hard way and uh, uh, I... Do you speak any French? Yes, now I do. I didn't <laughs> when I went there, but now I do. For now, yeah. So yeah, so it was uh, was different, but I think I'm so grateful to be able to to go through that because I think you know uh, you only learn life when you live life. You know when you when you go through it and uh, and uh, yeah, just uh, I'm so grateful and yeah, just to be able to take responsibilities responsibilities at such a young age, I think was very important for me and for the person I am. So uh, it's travel, play, practice, repeat. Sleep, repeat. Uh, Yeah, sleep. Yeah, I forgot about (laughs) sleeping. (laughs) Which is very important. (laughs) Yeah. How do you break the news to young boys and girls on what it takes to become a professional tennis player? How do you go and say to people who are like 10, 11, 12 years old, how do you say that? And do they get it? Do they understand? Some do, but it's always difficult to, to say, but uh, but you have to because that's the truth and they need to know at a very young age uh, how it feels or how what does it take. And a lot of times 
you know, I've been asked from parents in Cyprus to to coach their kids or mm. and you know, the first week I coach them You I, can tell whether they're No, uh, I uh. I basically I I coach them really hard on the court. Okay. Because I want them you know, I it's very tiring. I, I like I, I push them to their limits and the first thing I try to show them is this is the way you will feel for the rest of your career. Mm. Because and some people love it and some people don't and people You know, uh, I always say, I'm, I'm going to say it, uh, you need to be a masochist yep. to, to be a, a professional athlete. You need to love pain. And some people can ha not love it, but ha at least handle it. Some people love it, but at least you have to handle it. And Now, you have to be obsessed, actually, yes, not you, in love. Yes, yeah, obsessed. obsessed. It's painful. It's pain. Every day you wake up, you, you suffer. It's painful. And... What keeps you going is because you love it, because there's people around you, because of your environment, uh, your goal. Uh, you, uh, can yes, I ask you something? Of how, course, you can how, ask me anything. <laughs> how can you tell, or better, can you tell if a star is born the first time you set eyes on a young player? You cannot judge somebody after... I mean, you cannot judge a kid in one match, let's say, because mm -hmm. that day, you know, they're... They're young. Uh, a lot of things are going through their head. Maybe their the head, they have difficult. It's very difficult to say. I mean, it's very. It's a very interesting question. But you know, uh, some kids you can see immediately. Some kids you need more time to to see. And uh, yeah, it depends. And depends on on how good they play. So, how tennis experience can help a child grow into their best possible self? Responsibilities. Yeah. You're alone. Uh, there is always a solution on the court. You fight to find a solution. And what is life? Problems and finding solutions. And and I think uh, that's the biggest lesson <laughs> for anybody. And, uh, and you know, I, I didn't go to school. I mean, I, I didn't. I went to school until... Uh, until second grade of high school, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying that's the right thing because I had no choice. But what tennis teach me is beyond that. Yeah, of course. And you did something you loved, so yes. who could actually judge exactly. you on, on your exactly. decision? Oh, some people do from our culture, unfortunately. But yeah, uh, for me, it's, uh, yeah, it, it teaches you about uh, responsibility, about, about trying to find solutions every day, about working hard, about self-discipline, about many things that have in common with life. And uh, yeah, I just, uh, yeah. I've read a study by the Australian Institute of Sport, the AIS, right? Where they used 35 years of historical uh, rankings data to uncover long-term trends in player development. The average age of the current top 10 is 28 years which means that in a tennis player's window of opportunity for achieving a top 100 ranking is narrowing and it's the young athletes who are being shut out the last 10 years players develop later for sure mm -hmm. but also they retire later so why, why I mean, is that Sampras happening? retired when he was 30 Uh, Federer is 40 and he's still playing and we're talking about one generation difference. It's not like, you know, so 
for sure the reason is better recovery, better technology, better science, uh, better better uh, like um, technology in rackets, uh, in uh, speed, uh, better f- as a, as I think as we people we we. Um, we improve our development. We get stronger. We get um, taller. Slowly, slowly. Before you could see a lot of tennis players that are where the the average height was 180. Now the average height is 190. So uh, evolution, let's say, of of everything, I think, brings us to to these numbers. Um. I think it was Serena Williams who said, "You only live once, but you get to serve twice." Is there something you love repeating, like a mantra or a motivation advice to young tennis players? Yeah, I think for me the most important message, or if I had to repeat something, is you know, talent. Uh, talent without hard work is nothing. I've checked your Twitter account. And I read something that's been a common ground among highly successful people. You're saying your I can is stronger than your talent. In other words, higher character, train skill. Uh, I mean, yeah. Yeah, and the belief. The belief is the power of everything. If you believe in yourself, if you believe you can do it, and you tell yourself that you can do it, you will do it. And that's what happened in my life. Looking back, what would you do differently in your tennis career? Nothing. Because I know where I come from. I know I came from Cyprus, from a small island. And, you know, of course, I did, you know, I took decisions that were not the right ones. But to go ahead now and and, um, and start questioning all the good things that I did and all the sacrifices that I did and all the tough moments that I went through with my family. You know, my father was uh, very, at one moment in my career, was very sick and went through that and helped me become the person I am today. I wouldn't change a moment and I don't know why I'm getting emotional, but... (laughs) Was it your father who said that there's no tax on dreaming? I mean, my father said a lot of things, and uh, the only one that that will stay forever with me is that uh, when he left me in Paris, he told me there's only one way. <laughs> Mr. Pagdatis, you're a wonderful man. Thank you so very much for this today.